Good morning. We're here once again on See You Sunday. Brainchild of my guy, Stephen Gillespie of the Breaking the Game podcast and also of the of the Ball Network. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, good morning, Coach. How you doing, man? I just caught the show that you and Jeff did prior to this, and uh, you guys killed it as always. You know, expect nothing less from our esteemed VP and, of course, you know, Mr. Couch Coach Live. Appreciate it. Definitely thank you. And definitely thank you for chiming in on on, on discussions during the pod and definitely appreciate the interactions. But yeah, man, we got to, you know, we talked about college football a little early on the network. Now our focus turns into the NFL where, of course, we coined the phrase see you Sunday. So we get you ready, prime and ready for Sunday and also the primetime games coming up. So we have first time to talk about probably the, one of the biggest games of the week. So let's talk mm. about the Steelers versus the Ravens. Your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, so this is an interesting matchup. And, you know, just for folks who aren't um, familiar with kind of how I, I go about doing my business when I evaluate now in sports, you know, particularly the NBA, but I do a lot of the digging and the analytics, right? Because I think that obviously watching the game, you learn a lot. But when you get into the numbers, it kind of gives you like either reinforcement or things to consider. Right. When when you're breaking down a matchup. So when I'm looking at the Steelers and the Ravens, I look that both of them are in the bottom half of the league, obviously, in in yards per game. Pittsburgh is 21st in the NFL, Baltimore being 27th. Um, They're both in the top 10 as far as yards allowed per game, too. So this looks like it's going to be a little bit of a a rock fight almost, you know, and obviously one of the more um, storied rivalries in the NFL. There's, you know. You know, I was listening to uh, Ryan Clark on ESPN talk about this game, and he, you know, he said people who typically don't really do anything will get up for this game, and uh, you know, bring all their all their energy into it. Um, I've been I've been saying it for weeks now. I think that Pittsburgh is probably going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year, at least rival the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they're they're without their linebacker Bush, but their defense still looks phenomenal. Um, they have all the receivers and the <laughs> that they could ever want on this roster right now. Connor is a is a bell cow running back, and Ben, whenever he's not holding the ball too long this year, right, he looks really really good. So, um, uh, I I like Pittsburgh a lot in this matchup, but for Baltimore, you know, they're still trying to figure out how to play offense together. It's it's really weird considering the year that they had last season coming into this year. Um, they look a lot different. They lost a couple key pieces on offense with guys like Hayden Hurst and whatnot. But um, I'm really interested in this match, man. I just it almost brings us back to you know like the early 2000s or late 90s football, where a little bit more physical. And I hope that we kind of see something a little bit more similar this week. Yeah, I agree. And that's the thing where it's going to be, like you said, you know, going back into the numbers where it's going to be an interesting matchup where, and both of these teams have great running attacks where mm-hmm. I think the Ravens, I think yards per, um, per, you know, rushing yards, I think they're like tops in the league. And then Pittsburgh is like really literally right behind them. I think they're like third or fourth or what have you. Yeah. So, so rushing yards yeah. a game, I actually have those numbers in front of me, coach Baltimore yeah. is first in yards per game and then Pittsburgh is 11th. So they're 11, both pretty 11. formidable. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And that's one thing too, when you sit down and you think about it, where this is, I think where the, where the game is going to be won and lost. Uh, Cause everything else in, 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 in the sense is kind of almost like evenly matched, 
this is going to be another, like you said, another defensive physical game. And this, this rivalry never, you know, it never disappoints regardless of the records. But now with them having these, you know, these records and, you know, as far as having the early on success of the season, this is going to be a matchup. And then, like you said, this could be, you know, the, the sad fact of who wins the NFC North and, you know, potentially, you know, getting that coveted number one spot to get the luxury of that bad week. So this could be another one where you're like, this could be the beginning stages of it. And like you said, I think Pittsburgh, like you said, and you mentioned on overreaction Monday, that's right. <laughs> Shameless plug, but um, <laughs> no shame. But, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> and how you said how, you know, they're, they're the most complete team in this league where you look at from the standpoint of, of di- different phases that they've dominated, you know, especially, you know, and the, the run component and then also allowing 20 and, and then, Lead leading 26 sacks on this season. So right. you look at it, well, what are they gonna are they gonna get pressure um to Lamar Jackson? You know, so that's gonna be another interesting thing of, of that dynamic as well. But man, this is gonna be a, a game where you don't want to leave the couch, literally. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it could be a game where you know the injury report's gonna look a lot different for, for the next week, you know what I mean? And Correct. the teams are very familiar with each other, being in the same conference division. Uh, I think I saw that this is the 25th matchup between Tomlin and Harbaugh for like, you know, their career battling it out. So it's it's a very storied rivalry. Jeff, uh, uh, our VP came on and said best active NFL rivalry. And I would probably <laughs> echo the same sentiments. Um, I'm assuming you would as well. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you have anybody who can top that. If so, please enlighten me. But no, um, it's a uh, people. People still want to hurt each other in this matchup. Um, it, it It's a good one. Um, a couple of things that I want to point out, too, that points per game. These teams are less than one point separated from points scored per game. And then points allowed per game, they're only about two points off from each other. So this is going to be one of those. It's I'm really looking forward to this matchup. And uh, I don't know who you like more out of this matchup, Coach. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the Steelers. I think this is just a, this is, it fits for them. And I think Pittsburgh, like in, in going back, echoing your sentiments once again, where if you had to put a team that you could say, hey, that that is a complete team, you look at Pittsburgh. They've dominated so many different phases of this game, where and they're multifaceted, and that's the thing too, you know, and that comes with the, you know, with the, you know, the complete team ter- tag. And I just think this team, and it's, and it's funny to say this, but they're like head and shoulders, I think, to Baltimore. Even though we look at it as, as statistics, there's not that much of a, a gap. Mm-hmm. But I think the access shows me that, hey, Pittsburgh, they lights out this year. This, this, Like we said, we said this last week too, Ducky Hodges isn't walking in that building. Mason Rudolph isn't, you know, the starting quarterback of this team. Mm-hmm. You know, they now have, you know, Big big Ben there, the running game with you know with you know Connor and, and Benny Snell is just you know amazing, mm-hmm. and then also you seen the resurgence of, of I call it wide receiver U, where you know we yep. looked at you know in other, <laughs> in other places where you know now you look at Chase Claypool now as a guy that's now the you know the, the era parent you know we talked about guys like you know. In the past, like Antonio Brown to the world, Juju Smith Schuster's, you know, Ward, Plaxico Mike Wallace, yeah. right? These type of guys, well, we looked at are as amazing talents, and I think he's going to fit into that bill. 
you know, and that's the thing where they have this and then the defense is playing lights out. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, it's like yep. it, it was a gift, you know, <laughs> that was a, you know, giving up a first round pick and you get a guy like a Mika Fitzpatrick. That's probably he is literally when we talk about plug and play. If there's an NFL dictionary what he <laughs> right. did last year and then going forward with this year, he would be the he would be the picture of plug and play. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Now, one statistical category that I think kind of backs up what we're both seeing, Coach, is the yards allowed per game where Pittsburgh is sixth and Baltimore is 13th. So that's probably the widest uh, margin as far as, you know, the divide between these two teams statistically. Um, You know, Baltimore is actually still kind of a little banged up. Now, they did add, I'm going to butcher his name, but the defensive end from – from Minnesota, who yeah. did play at, at Jacksonville. Uh, he They added him for, I think, like a fifth or a sixth-round pick or something like that. And uh, he's going to look to bolster, um, you know, the, the rushing attack and the pass rushing too. So we may see Baltimore kind of pick up their defensive intensity, especially in this rivalry. But even going forward, you know, it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see how he affects that defense. And then – Jeff jumps in again and says, "Surprising stat: Brown has more yards than than Claypool." And that's right. And that's the and that's and that's the weird thing about this rivalry. Where it's like it's so like bizarre. Like mm-hmm. in, in between the numbers, you like you know we look at and, and I think really we look at Claypool in a somewhat of a sample size versus right. we don't look at Hollywood Hollywood Brown in a collective sense we looked at oh well he had i think what was it what the three or four touchdowns against pittsburgh i mean against yeah, um, four. philly yeah. yeah and we're like you know we're enamored by it and now like you prisoner said of the moment almost we're prisoner of the moment but still that's you know that's another interesting matchup but i think it's going to be and what's weird about it too kind of to be devil's advocate of, of a previous point but really it's going to come down to whoever has a big play ability mm-hmm. and you look at baltimore they they have of course obviously with lamar jackson a guy that could could make a big play in that type of spot that could that could quote unquote have a big play, which in this rivalry, really what it ultimately comes down to who makes the biggest play. And he has that opportunity. But I just Pittsburgh, they're just it's just something about this year. This year is just this year is a little different in, mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. I think, you know, now, you know, just the stability with the quarterback situation and they're just full speed ahead. Like this, you know. Yeah, and I would say, too, just to kind of go back to Jeff's point where Hollywood Brown has kind of been featured as, you know, their leading receiver, whereas Claypool is a rookie coming into this year, and Pittsburgh is just kind of just so happened to stumble upon, oh, we have a, a probably a number one wide receiver with this guy now. So he's a little late to the party, you know, as far as um, probably the sample size, right? But I, you could look at probably their most impactful games, and they, they may go blow for blow with one another. And we also need to remember, too, that Baltimore added Des Bryant to their practice squad. And it's going to be interesting to see how quickly they look to incorporate him because receiver has been that area where, you know, Lamar Jackson does need probably someone who's a little bit more, you know, of a substantial, you know, um, larger frame wide receiver than a Hollywood Brown who, you know, great receiver, but there's certain matchups and certain things that you can do schematically to almost take them out of the game, if you will. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brown has more yards than any Steeler. So there you go. Yeah. 
But yeah, this is gonna be a definitely um a great matchup, and I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it. And this is the one where this should have been the eight o'clock, this should have been the Sunday night football flags. Yeah. But like I as I mentioned on my on my article on Off the Ball Network in my four down segment, America's team is playing, so that's why essentially this game wasn't flexed in quote unquote. I'm not a real. I that moniker is getting like really old with me, man. I know, I, and I know I, you're I, a Washington football team fan, so you know all about it. But yeah, hey, I just know there's such a big draw. Un- mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's just it was it would all literally be a crime if they got flexed out. Even regard, yeah. you, you we just know how obnoxious <laughs> their fans will be. Just imagine if they were to get flexed out. In a situation like this, and they should have, I think, in my in my honest opinion, because like this, still is Ravens team. This could be a literally, this could be a match. You know, this is a this is big time. I mean, mm-hmm. even though this is just the first time them playing this year, but this sets the tone where we get ready. We're on the verge of the halfway mark of the season. This is huge. Like to yeah. me, this is a this has more of a bigger implication. Even though both both of these matchups, in essence. Are you know as far as battle for the division, but my goodness, I mean at least Pittsburgh was six and zero, right? And so you know, <laughs> and then you know with that, but yeah, and they've you know, and they they've been very battle tested. So yeah, man. So I'm definitely looking forward to this matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we got another one. We got an interesting matchup in the NFC. We have a a sneaky, yeah, good matchup in this matchup. We have the Saints. Uh, versus the Bears, a uh, great, great NFC second, you know, second tier matchup. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, it's just a very weird feeling game. You know, I think that we all had expectations for the Saints this year. Uh, I had expectations for the Bears this season just because I'm a big believer in defense in the NFL. And I think you you can look down the list of yeah I'm not going to bore everybody and read every one of them but like you can you can look down the list of defensive categories and the Bears are really talented now uh, you know Nick Foles came in probably had a feeling that he was going to take over for Trubisky at some point this season um, the Bears have basically won in spite of their offense a lot this year um, you can look at their level of competition for this season too and. You know, I'm not going to walk down everybody again. I don't want to bore everyone, but you can look down the list of who they played. Maybe you say, "Okay, oh, right, their strength of schedule kind of helped them to get here," and there's a good case for that, right? But you still have to beat the teams that are in front of you. They have taken down a couple of you know high level competition, you know, opponents as well. So you, if you're going to knock the the weakness, you also have to appreciate the strength, you know, of the of the teams that they have beaten as well. So. Um, and they're still winning ugly. Um, my Los Angeles Rams did beat them, you know, almost in spite of me picking picking the Bears, right? But um, they they still are trying to figure out how to play together with one another. They don't have a very good running attack. Um, the Saints, on the other hand, their offense looks good. Their defense has taken, uh, you know, slightly a bit of a step back too. It's it's just a weird feeling game. And there's also the Saints are going to be without. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, who was looked at as a big addition for them in the offseason. And the whole thing with Michael Thomas has made this team just seem very weird as well. And I know you've talked a, a little bit about that on your shows, Coach. Yeah, that's a weird situation where he's he's out one week with an injury and then one he's out with a situation with a quote-unquote 
like a fallout with a teammate. So a part mm-hmm. of you, you're like, okay, well, what's really, really going on? Where it made you think, like, I, I, I want to say it out loud, but the elephant in the room is, is he gonna be on the move on Tuesday? Like on right. uh, that trade deadline? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, the elephant is in the room because I'm thinking to myself, you know, you pay a guy that kind of that amount of money, and he's in a situation where one week he's, you know, one week he's health. I mean, he's hurt. It did somewhat he's a healthy scratch the following week. Yep. And, you, and it kind of make you think like, okay, what, what's, re- what's really, really going on? Like, like kind of put us behind the curtain, see what's really going on. And like you said, this team is interesting. Like both of these two teams, they're in a weird, weird spot. Mm-hmm. And like the bears, their offense has been, been bad. I mean, they're 25th rank, you know, 25th <laughs> rank averaging nearly 21 a game. And the thing about this team is, but I still, like you said, they're calling card is the defense. Yes. And you look at, they kind of remind me of almost like the 2018 version of themselves where they've had a knack for the turnover, turnover, um, turnovers, and then just getting it done defensively. And then you having a guy like a Nick Foles, who I always say, if you if he's, if you're in the game in the fourth quarter, you have a legit shot. I don't care what Nick Foles has done and the in the in the in the you know in the first forty five minutes of the of the game, yeah. But he's if he's still intact, he can still walk and chew gum at the same time. He probably gonna lead you to a victory potentially yeah. if everything happens. And then you look at the same, I mean, you know, and then the Bears, you know, their running game is horrible. Obviously, with the loss of Tariq Cohen earlier on this year, mm-hmm. and they just haven't got their rhythm as far as in the run game. And then, like you say, the Saints, and they're kind of making do with what they got, which I think is impressive of what they're doing, even in spite of a guy like a Michael Thomas. And that's why that's why the tea leaves and the elephants in the rooms are starting to kind of appear because like we're kind of doing all this without you. And it's almost to a point where can we move forward without you? Mm-hmm. Because we're doing it really in spite of you. So it's kind of it's kind of like a weird situation that's going on in New Orleans, and and I think this is going to be a matchup. And I think, and I always look at these two teams at their tier. They're like tier two when it comes to the NFL, where they're on the fringe and maybe between between tier two and tier three, where we're looking at this could be a, a down the line in the, in the NFC playoff, you know, standings where these are going to be like your potential six sevens. Potentially, you know, as far yeah. as you know, with that, so it could be a situation where we might look at this, you know, in week seventeen, where you know, as far as if there's a tiebreaker, oh, they played each other, blase, blase, once, so they get a tiebreaker. Yeah, this I think this is a, a quintessential like kind of in the middle like matchup where I think whoever prevails in this matchup has a, a good shot because I still don't think that both these teams are going to actually win the division. I think uh, Tampa Bay. They're gonna run away with, I think, and I think even even though Green Bay kind of fell a little short a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and I still think they're still on track. So these two teams are gonna potentially be the wild cards. I, they're gonna probably be buying for that six or seven slot. So it's weird. Like it's you can make a, a legitimate case for the Bears. Yeah. You can make a legitimate case for the Saints. It's just it's it's so wide open, and I think that's just it's it's indicative of kind of how we are now in this sport we're in uh, you know going into week eight where we're almost halfway there and you're like 
these are the kind of like I wouldn't say these are the kind of games that you look at like it's gonna separate the contenders versus the pretenders. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. It's like it's almost like we're handed a ball of yarn, right? And we're yeah. trying to un- <laughs> we're still untangling. It's trying to figure out you know what what goes where. Um, and our guy um, Chris LeBron, I'm sure put this up. He said, "Go check out Couch Coach Live Week Eight Preview yeah. at OffTheBallNetwork.com. You can follow the hyperlink that's listed below. Um, if if you can't if you're just listening, you're not watching. It's very easy to find. Go to OffTheBallNetwork.com and under the NFL tab, it should be right up there because I know it's a pretty hot release that um, Coach put in. And then Jeff chimes in our, our, our one of our vice presidents and says Saints should be glad that they got Tampa Bay Week One. That's yeah. a fair point. Yeah. yeah, because now you look at it, that could be a situation where that's a test, and you know, like you're saying, it could and and that could ultimately be a tiebreaker potentially. If something happens in Tampa Bay that goes around, goes astray, and you're like, well, we beat them in week one, and then maybe if potentially down the road we sweep them. Yeah, and that's one thing, too, where you have, you know, these are the type of victories that you need, especially in the division. Yeah. Because I'm really, I'm telling you, this is going to be a situation where these games, these, this game, I'm telling you, it's going to mean something. I, I cannot wait to the day. When we have, you know, when we have, our, you know, week seventeen, and we talk about these playoff scenarios, and I'm, we're gonna tell you, mm-hmm. this gonna be one of the matchups that we're gonna be like, oh, where well, the Bears and you know the the Bears and the Saints are what seventh, eighth in the NFC, you know, potentially yeah. interchangeable parts, and one of them will get in and one not potentially, and they got to because the my NFC West is looking is looking pretty stout right now too, right? So right. um, right. It, it's every. It's cliche to say, right? But every win counts, especially with how close everything is on on the. Yes. It seems like the NFL is split in half this season. It's like, you know, you know, the bottom sixteen are all trying to tank at the same time, mm-hmm. and the top and the top half are all trying to compete for a, a wild card at the same time. It's just, it's such a strange feeling this year. I I can't really remember a season since I've been, you know actively watching that it reminds me of i can't really compare this season to another yeah so that being said coach who do you like between the the saints and the bears oh if you you have to like somebody if i have to like somebody i'm i'm I'm, i would go with the bears i think you know i think the bears in this matchup is going to be very interesting like i said I, i still can't can't get you know, as far as and it obviously is a home game for the Bears too, and I just think something about that Nick Foles is in a bizarre, odd way. Mm-hmm. He just gets it done regardless of what you think or whatever. And I think that's gonna and I think that's gonna prove big for them going down a stretch where you know it's gonna it's gonna be some ugly. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's literally gonna be like 2018. Yep. Where it's just okay. They the Bears won again. The Bears won again, but it was an ugly game. This and third. I think this is the same thing too. And you look at having a guy like a Nick Foles who could just get it done in the fourth quarter, and it's just that's what that's all they need. They just need somebody who can just be a game manager and mm-hmm. just get it done. That's all they need. Yeah, because that defense, like like we've been saying, you know, yeah. repeatedly right now, is they show up every week. Uh, Jeff chimed in and said that Akeem, Akeem Hicks is going to be a big problem for the Saints. That dude is yeah. is something crazy, and then you know, not to mention you got Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson in the back. I mean, there there's a lot of you know home run hitters on this defense, but the Saints' offense, you know, even without Sanders, even without Thomas, if if he is out, right, they still have Al- Alvin Kamara, who 
is probably going to look to give this Bears defense, who's more suited for a, a traditional running attack. So that's going to be the interesting matchup for me is how do how do the Bears keep up with Alvin Kamara because he can run obviously, but you know he's a threat out of the backfield as well. Yeah. Yep. So next game, coach, who do we got? Yeah, hey, we got an NFC West slugfest. We got mm-hmm. the. Seattle Seahawks versus the San Francisco 49ers, the sneaky team from Santa Clara. Your thoughts on this uh, on this matchup? I, I mean, you you said it right. Like, if you were to look on paper, as I always do, right, um, the 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 Seahawks should win this game. They should. I mean, granted, their defense is atrocious right now. They are getting Jamal Adams back from everything that I'm hearing. Jamal Adams should be back. They did add um, uh, who is the lineman that they just picked up? Uh, Carla, uh, Carlos Dunlap yeah, out of uh, yeah. Cincinnati. So, and he's yeah. a guy that, unless you truly keep up with the NFL, you're probably thinking who, like who's Carlos Dunlap? But he's been in the NFL for a while. I think that uh, you know, he did enough obviously to impress the the Seahawks to get him. So you're looking at a guy like Dunlap who just looking to probably take over that you know that uh, clowny role for this team, and then you have Adams in the back, and you still have you know Wagner in the middle. Should look to kind of right the ship a little bit on paper at least defensively. But the Niners, they're um they're. They're down a lot of players. Debo Samuel's out, came back, and then is out again. They're without Mossert, probably Coleman, uh, but their defense is still nasty. I mean, they have a a very, very mean front seven. Um, they still have Richard Sherman at cornerback, so he's liable to have a big game at any week, even at this advanced stage in his career, right? Um, and, and plus, you know, Shanahan is just a very creative head coach, right? So, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna come down to, oddly enough, I think it's gonna come down to the team that has the better running attack because, you know, Seattle is a very pass heavy team. This is Russell Wilson's year probably to earn MVP, unless he throws it away, kind of like how he did at Arizona, right? Um, I think it's gonna come down to the team that has a better running attack because Garoppolo, he's still got, you know. You know, very good tight end that he could be throwing the ball to, right? So yeah. there's that. Um, he does have one weapon that he can throw to pretty consistently. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But coach, before I turn it over to you, I want to welcome colleague. Oh, he just never mind. He, I don't know what happened, but Jelani was in and then he was out. But we do have a comment where Jeff is saying that he loves the matchup between the Seahawks and um the, the Niners coach what are your thoughts man um I think the biggest story the biggest storyline for this one is can Russ rebound mm-hmm. and we talked about you know it, 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 it's funny and many you know all these weeks we talk about well Russ is the, the runaway MVP candidate a part of me is if he has another Arizona game we're gonna have to put 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 our guy uh Ryan Tannehill may be at the front of the front of the line hey. Potentially, yep. yeah, we are. I'm the treasurer. He, he the president yeah. of the club. Hey, man, so, you're a welcome hey, addition. You know, you're a welcome hey. addition. <laughs> definitely, you know, definitely, I definitely love to be where I, where I'm celebrated. So, hey, <laughs> and we celebrate Ryan Tannehill <laughs> often as we can, if possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I think with that, and then also, um, 
And I think it just it's a, and it's a credit to John Lynch and Cal Shanahan as far as the depth of this team. Um, you sure. know, we talked about the the run game, which you think about it. If you know, as far as they've been somewhat of a, I call it a a revolving door at the running back position as far as the health concern, and they're still they're still eleventh in rushing this year. Mm-hmm. And then also look at who knew who Jeff Wilson Jr. was last week until he right. went off against um, New England last week with having um, you know. And the crazy thing with Seattle, we always think Seattle, oh, man, you know, we we think about the LOBs of the past, the traditional great defense. Right. But you talk about it. You talk about riding the ship. Oof. That ship that ship got holes in it. Yeah. They have gave up. They have given up 2,875 yards. This is this is cowboy like. This is this is cowboy like. The thing is, is that yeah. they're not giving up those points per game. They're not giving up the points, but the yards, yeah. which mm-hmm. and and especially the San Francisco team, when you're giving up, when you think about those yards, those yards could potentially turn into touchdowns if you have if you're dealing with certain teams that are like a San Francisco that can have opportunities. And that's the thing too, and I like how they diversify their offense. You know, as far as even and they, and they're just doing this all on the fly. Which all is is really they're doing what they always do, but they mm-hmm. just have interchangeable parts. That's they what still, it is. They're still great with screens. They're still great with running, halfback options, and what have you. But it's just different characters and interchangeable parts. Yep. That's what makes it so interesting about this matchup. And then the thing is where you just look at it where this is a big game for Seattle because some part, some part of me is like, you know, you lose this situation – you are really opening the NFC West race wide open. You are. Absolutely. And it's to a point where you can, I mean, I'm not trying to say, part of my hyperbole, but literally they can shut the door on this, on this division in this, in this particular, in this particular game. Yeah. You know, as far as, you know, but, but if they lose, oh boy, you talking about going to the halfway mark of this, of this season. And NFC West is completely wide open. Like it could be any bad division to be had. Yeah, because you're talking about consecutive losses against the back half of the NFC West, yeah. right? Be- between the the Niners, who a lot of expectations on this year, injuries have you know really really hurt this team. Um, and then with the the Cardinals, they're figuring out. Oh, hey, look, you know we're actually a pretty good team this season, and, and really shocking a lot of folks. Uh, and real quick before we continue, I want to add our colleague Jelani Brown. Looks like he's back. Jelani, what's going on, brother? What's going on? What's going on? Appreciate you guys, uh, you know, for having me this morning. Sorry, I'm a little late, uh, figuring out some technical things, but glad to be on here with you guys again. Yes, good morning, Happy to sir. Have you, man. Happy good morning, to have you. sir. Yep, and we got a couple comments too. Jeff said that Samuel being out is a big blow for the 49ers. I yeah. think that we all could, you know, echo that same sentiment. And then my co-host for the Breaking the Game podcast, shameless plug, uh, Austin <laughs> Carr come in and said that the Niners remind him of a college teams that have like seven running backs. I mean, <laughs> like you were saying, coach, interchangeable parts. Yeah, and that's just and it's just kudos to John Lynch and 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 Cal Shanahan who they just and that's what it's, and that's what you want and these. Mm-hmm. When you build a team, this is what you. This is they're the blueprint of how to build a team. You know, most time, most in most cases, we can all say, "Well, hell, I'm down to my third, fourth running back. Oh, I'm done. 
or mm-hmm. you know, I'm I lost a you know a you know Nick well the Bosa brother one of the Bosa brothers, and mm-hmm. I lose Solomon Thomas. But guess what? I can still go into the Meadowlands and beat the Jets by twenty some points. I can go and beat the Giants by twenty points because they drafted the, Kinlaw, you know. Right, right, and that's the thing too. <laughs> right, and that's what and and that's the thing, mm-hmm. the depth. That's the thing too, where. They looked at it, yeah, because you think about it, because everybody was like, oh, you know, why did you get rid of um of, uh, a buck? Uh, yeah, and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you going and then look at Kinlaw. Kinlaw's but then they kid. added, uh, you Correct. know, Williams on the offensive line, which was a tremendous get. Correct, and that's the thing, too, where people were criticizing that move, but no. But then getting that pick, because mm-hmm. we were like, well, everybody's like, well, you should kind of get a receiver because at that time we still had, you know, that that cluster wide receivers. Yep. No, they like, look, they know because at the end of the day, they know at the end of the day, the games are one in the trenches. Mm-hmm. They don't do cute stuff. They just do what's what they make. It makes football sense what they do. Yeah, because Kittle know? is a just a, a bad man, right? Correct. And Correct. uh. Jelani, we're going to get to you real quick, but before we do, yeah. I just want to say be sure to follow Off the Ball Network on Twitter and Facebook. You can go to twitter.com forward slash OTB underscore network and then at Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Off the Ball Network. Jelani, we've been discussing a couple uh, of uh, matchups. We want to kind of backtrack if that's all right with you, Coach, yeah. just to go ahead and get his takes. Um Obviously, the the big matchup for this week are the Steelers versus the Ravens. Jelani, what are you what are you kind of focusing on on this matchup? And you know, overall, what do you see the outcome being? Yeah, so uh, I think we talked about a little bit earlier this week, um, but pretty much the run game. Obviously, uh, the Ravens love to run. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's with Lamar Jackson, uh, Ingram, Edwards, Dobbins out the backfield, and then of course the Steelers have like the second ranked rush defense. You know. Overall, their defense is just amazing. So that's pretty much like where the game is going to be won and lost. Whether uh, you know through this bye week, where the Ravens able to find you know some type of hole, some type of advantage to where they can get the run game going. So um, you know that helps them. Or whether it's in their pass game, they can open up that way and then you know get back to the ground game. So pretty much, like I said, the Steelers overall, like their defense is you know has been amazing. And like we talked about last week, I guess it, it did affect them a little bit, but not much. They were still able to pull out the win. But, you know, Devin Bush wasn't uh, in and available anymore, of course, uh, out for the season. So that's where, you know, the game's pretty much, you know, won and lost for me. Is if the Ravens are able to figure out a way to open up their run game, whether it's, you know, finding a hole, running, like whether it stretches, you know, inside wherever they find their weakness or opening it up from the pass game first to get back to the ground game. Um, I personally still think the Steelers are going to win this one. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, like, and you opened my eyes to it plenty of times. Give me, like, honestly, they just, they're probably the most complete team right now that I've seen, uh, in the NFL. Um, obviously, in the defense, they're just, you know, just clicking on all cylinders. I personally still see them pulling it out, but regardless, it's going to be a fun game, a fun matchup. Um, and, you know, I don't really know score prediction, but I'd say still is probably still pull it out somehow, maybe between three and seven points. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a big believer in like I don't bet, so I, the the score doesn't really matter to me. So I just go off of mm-hmm. who I feel at the end of the day is going to walk home mm-hmm. with the W. And then um the other exactly. game we want to get your take mm-hmm. on real quick, Jelani, the 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 Saints, um who I know you're a really big fan of, right? <laughs> and then the Chicago Bears. Uh, who do you who do you like in this matchup, brother? Yeah, I know, right? Um, 
it's gonna kill me, of course, to say it, but I like the Saints. Um, y'all mm. know me. I'm not a big believer of the Bears. Um, at all. I'm not. You know, I just feel like they, they their offense is just too stagnant for me to win. I know defense wins games. We win championships, whatever. And obviously, you know, that's that's the side of the ball that like, we don't really have too many questions about. Um, but I've said it like I said this past weekend. You know, my little article that I write like two minute drill. But you know, the defense could only bend so much before breaking, and you know, they broke. Because, you know, they have no type of support from their offense. You know, when they played you guys, the Rams, uh, this past weekend, Monday Night Football, you know, they lost 24-10. You know, defense did as much as they could to hold the Rams' offense, but they're getting no type of support from Nick Foles and, you know, their so-called weapons on that side of the ball. So, personally, I guess how I'm looking at it is uh, Drew Brees played tremendous last week without his top two receivers. He's going to probably have to play without his top two receivers this week as well. Uh Mm-hmm. Guys stepped up, I think, for Callaway or Calladay, something um, like that. And then Lewis and, uh, and Smith, all of them pretty much stepped up. You still got uh, Jared Cook and you still got Alan Kamara um, and Latavius yep. Murray. So he still has, even with having his top two receivers, I, I think he still has more weapons on the offensive ball, offensive side of the ball than, um, you know, the Bears, given, of course, just Allen Robinson. So that's kind of like where I'm seeing it. I think uh, Sean Payton and uh, – that offense will have something cooking for the Bears, uh, you know, defense. Probably still be a close game just because of, you know, the lack of offensive weapons um, and how stout the defense, the Bears defense is. But, you know, so it, it's just, it's just at some point they're going to have to figure out the way to score points. The defense can't do everything for that team. And, you know, I'm just going to go with the veteran um, in Sean Payne and in uh, Drew Brees this week to pull out another win. Fair points. Yeah. Fair points. And uh, real quick, just to touch on the team matchups that we had, the the Seahawks-Niners. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, I was listening to you guys just talk about that. It's uh, yeah. I agree with both of y'all, honestly. Like, you know, there's not much to say. Like, Coach said, Seattle, Seattle is this week. They're opening the door wide open for this division. Um, what they'll be at 5-2, and two, two teams behind them. At, uh, mm-hmm. what, well, San Francisco will be 5-3, five and, five and, and then – other two teams, five and two. So it's, you know, it's going to be, I've been saying it is the best division in football, but, you know, like it's wide open and really anybody's race at that point. Um, personally, I think the Niners, like uh, somebody just said, like, it's like they're running back you right now in the NFL. Um, <laughs> actually got Jeff Wilson. I picked him, I picked him up. Uh, I picked him up some random week. I knew that everybody was going to be out and he got me like 22 points to fantasy. Then the next week, I got mm. like 0.7 or something like that. So I had to drop them. But uh, like you say, they just turn them out. They got one each and every week, no matter who's you know, available or not. But this week, uh, we saw Jeff said Debo's going to be out. I think I think Jeff Wilson also going to be out. So they might have to lean heavily on Hasty. I don't know how well he's going to you know do as just a primary back. But I think there's been you know high praise about him as well. Um, Versus, you know, the Seahawks, I know they have, like, we talked about, you talked about on my show, they have, like, the worst pass defense, and I don't think their rush defense is that great. Uh, yeah. So that, that side of the ball, honestly, just going to have to step up for them in general if they want to continue to be the top of this division and, you know, hope for a Super Bowl run because just like I just talked about with the Bears, the offense and Russell Wilson can't do everything either. Like, eventually, at some point, you know, for Seattle's defense, y'all going to have to step up, <laughs> like, Especially in the past game, we know like their their front seven is, is decent. They're good enough to you know pull out games, win games, and make stops. But 
overall, like that pass defense just has to get better. And I know they're decently young in secondary, and it'll, it'll improve when they get Jamal Adams in. Um, I think Diggs didn't play last week, but when they get their veteran right. safety back in the, you know, in the core of everything, I'm pretty sure it'll get better. Um, but I don't know if they're playing this week or not. But overall, I think the Seah- the Seahawks will end up pulling it out. I think the Niners just have way too many injuries um, to face a team like this um, at a stage like this, coming off a loss, um, an overtime loss, that is to a, another yeah. division rival. So. I think ends up pulling this one out, but I still like like pretty much all the games we talked about today. They're gonna be close. Other than that, like yeah. the rest of the NFL games are kind of one sided this week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fellas, what is the uh, what is your what is your fellas' games to watch? I'm gonna go with you first, Steven. What is your game to watch this week? Well, my one game to watch. Um, we we talked about one of these teams already and they're going to be and we kind of touched on the other but i think later on in the week the the packers niners is going to be a great matchup um i would keep an eye on this one because you know we all like the we'll show it later but you know we all feel some kind of way about the packers this week you know as far as sunday goes both of these teams are playing sunday and then turning around and playing thursday um i would keep an eye on this game specifically for seeing who returns, if anyone, for the Niners, and then seeing how both of these teams adapt on a short week. Um, you know, It depends on – there's going to be a lot going into it, right, because the Niners could be walking out, out the loser in this matchup that we just got talking about with the Seahawks, um, looking to stay competitive in the NFC West, or they could be, you know, king of the mountain basically just beating – the, the Seahawks and then feeling really good about themselves and then adding more pieces back and looking to knock off a very uh, capable and talented Green Bay Packers um, team this week. So it's it's uh, that that would be my game to watch specifically because they're they're basically even in every statistical category too. So there's really not anything that you can get from the tails of the tape to feel one way or the other about it. It's basically going to go you know, who has the most momentum coming out of Sunday, coming into Thursday. Yeah, big time. Jelani, who is, what's your game to watch this week? Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I think the Chiefs and Jets, I'm just playing. Um, I was going with, uh, <laughs> this week I was going with um, – <laughs> this week I was going to go with um, – a little bit not surprising, but I'm keeping an eye on the Rams and Dolphins game. Uh, mm. For many reasons, the first one of the reasons, of course, is uh, the opposite side. The, the Bills and Patriots they play, and who would have ever thought that you know the Patriots could possibly be losing three games in a row? Um, basically, with that, like say the, the Dolphins end up able to pull out a win against the Rams, you know they're right. They're five and three. Say the Patriots end up upsetting the Bills. Five and three. So that race continues. We're not, it kind of becomes like a two-headed monster type race. And who would have thought, you know, the Dolphins are right there in it to possibly win the AFC East and, um, you know, have a playoff spot uh, this year. So that's And then get like better in the offseason with all their draft picks. I'm looking at it. Exactly. With the money and, yep. yep Houston exactly. picks. So they're just they're, – they're, they're in a prime position to be – yep, in a prime position to be, you know, good for the next few years for sure. Um given the surprising year they've had so far. Another reason I'm also watching, of course, you know, Jeff Hunt already said it, our guy, that's his team, it's two a time. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see 
because I wasn't a big fan of the move, um, sitting Fitzpatrick for Tua. So I'm really excited to see, you know, just kind of how he fares in his first game. And he's playing against a Rams defense that, you know, is really good. They're really talented. And they're coming off a really, really good win. Um, like I said, against, even though against, of course, the Chicago Bears offense, they dominated that whole game. Um, they did. The front seven to the, to the back four. Everybody played extremely well. Um, they anchored that, that uh, game. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, it's a tough matchup. To me, it'll be a tough matchup for Tua in his first ever NFL start um, against the Rams defense. He's going to have to worry about Aaron Donald. He's going to have to worry about Jalen Ramsey, you know. Even uh, what you call it, Floyd on the other uh, side on the edge. So yeah, Leonard he got, Floyd. He has a lot yeah. of yeah, he has a lot of people that he has to worry about. But they were coming off a bye week, so maybe Brian Flores and the offense um, has something prepared, cooked up for him, you know, to protect him uh, in his first start. I know there's going to be nerves there, um, but we know he's a baller. So that's uh, I guess my game to watch for the week. You know, he has a tough matchup, but it's, it'll be interesting to see if he if he is able to pull it out. He puts his team in prime position to win the AFC or. To make it interesting going down the stretch against the AFC uh, East, especially if the Patriots end up upsetting the Bills. Mm. Sounds yeah, weird kind yeah. of saying still upsetting the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It should be the other way around, right? Yeah. I tell you, man, it's crazy. But um, as we talk about – 2020. Correct. Exactly. And we thought about the Saints and the Bears as like kind of the de facto kind of uh, a, a make-or-break NFC game. I have a make-or-break AFC game potentially. The Browns versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm looking forward to is it's going to be a statement game for Baker Mayfield because I think Baker Mayfield, um, even yes, you know, last week um, having the five touchdowns, um, 297 yards and a QBR of 135.6, which is amazing to say the least. And it's to a point where this could be a big time for Baker Mayfield because I look at the situation with um, the Raiders where essentially they gave up almost almost 400 yards to Tom Brady last week. Yeah, and the thing with Oakland, not Oakland, but Las Vegas, they got a great run defense in a weird, in a weird way. Like they really bottled up um, – they really bottled up um, Linda Fournette and the guys last week. Um, mm-hmm. and, Ron, and Ronald Jones, I think Ronald Jones only had 34 yards. Yeah. And then you even see Cleveland has had a, somewhat of a precipitous drop with, you know, losing Nick Chubb. Um, so then you look at, you know, with that situation, it's almost to a point where if the Cleveland Browns win this game, it's going to really have to be on, a, on the arm of Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, it's going to be relative of that. And then I just look at just sample pack of just, um, and then their defense, I think their defense is a little bit there here and there. But then Miles Garrett has nine sacks. He's lead right. lead sacks this year. Uh, this could be a very, very interesting um, game. And it's a situation where I think Cleveland has to take care of business because you you want to be six and two at the halfway mark in, in their season to be six and two. Brian Hoyer isn't walking through that building. That's the last time they were above five hundred. You know, mm-hmm. at, at this point in that stage, of their, at, at, uh, you know, of the modern day Browns. So, this is a good situation. I think at six and two, and he's still, we still call them the, the you know, the, the cousin once removed from marriage yeah, in like the NFC cousin. North. But my goodness, to be six and two and still be a third tier team in the NFC, in the, in the AFC North is pretty impressive. And the yeah. Raiders, they're on the wing and a prayer. They have to take care of, 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 um, of business because they're three and three. 
and they're just slipping and they're in Oakland is a weird that's not Oakland, but Las Vegas is a weird right. team where they and I say Oakland because they're doing Oakland things mm-hmm. where now they're having these and this is the point now where we're heading to the month of November and just like similar to last year where they show flashes last year, like okay, well, they do good one day and then the next week they fall off the staircase and you're like yeah. they never come back up to the top of the staircase. And this could be a, a matchup once again, prime and prime example of, of a November collapse potentially. And, yeah. and it would be bad to have it on November first about all days, the first day of the month. But to me, this is big. This is big for Baker because if Baker can, can you know, now he you know as far as the, the emergence of guys like uh, Rashad Higgins, Donovan Peoples Jones. You know, yeah. Now you don't have you know Odell in the fold, so. If Cleveland wins this game, it's going to be on the arm of their of their spokesman, uh, Baker Mayfield, the uh, the uh, the precocious, um, marketable Mouth Baker piece. Mayfield. Correct. So, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. And I think even if it's it's another situation where I think even though there's a disparaging a disparage in their records, but like if Oakland comes and they're four and three, and the Browns are five and three. This could be a situation where they could be neck and neck when it comes to wild cards because we know Cleveland's not going to win the North, so they're going to have to get in via yeah. a wild card spot. So yeah. Cleveland, you got to take care of business. You want to be six and two going to going to your quote unquote, um, you know, until you're in, going to your second half of the NFL season. And to me, we sit here. Wow, that would be so. That would be the ultimate twenty twenty. We were talking about the Bills. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the Patriots upsetting the Bills. My goodness, we could be waking up Monday morning, and the Cleveland Browns are six and two, and they're third place in the division potentially. Yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah or or Austin just jumped in and said, you know, this is a perfect game for the Raiders to to get the upset. Gruden can scheme yeah. up a win against the injury. Sloppy Browns team, which very well could happen, or like kind of juxtaposed to what you just said, coach. Or they could wake up and be five and three, you know, right? Almost, almost kind of get the kiss of death, you know, in that division. Yeah. And like you said, and and that's one thing too, where, you know, going to Austin's point, where essentially Groot's probably going to have a, a crafted game plan. You know, for Baker, because they, because honestly, we know in the grand scheme of things, if they can stop, you know, they stop Ronald Jones and also Leonard Fournette like they did, but they, mm. you know, they got carved up against Tom Brady. They, I don't think they're going. I, don't, I honestly don't think that it could be a, you know, they're going to do the same thing like they did last week. I think their run defense is contained, and they're going to just let Baker beat them. And yeah. do you want? Do you, and, and it's funny where. It's so weird, like Cleveland, and that's and I think, and matter of fact, Jeff chimed in as well. And the fun thing about it, if we kept on saying, "Well, hey, just run the ball, run the ball, Cleveland, you're calling call," and now we're telling, "Hey, abandon it because a board mission because you know they only giving four point, I think it was like four point five yards per carry, and mm-hmm. that's a recipe for disaster for them, um, for them to run the ball." But yeah. a board we'll mission. See. Yeah, because Kareem oh, Hunt, <laughs> Kareem Hunt's a, a yeah. still a pretty good running back too. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's had a drop. Yeah. He's had a drop in his production as well. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be it's a uh, weird to say 
Baker maybe maybe a better quarterback without Odell in the fold. And I know somebody said it in uh, one of the shows this week, of course. Like they don't have to worry about forcing the ball. I guess in, mentally, I guess he doesn't have to worry about trying to force the ball, get the ball to Odell or whatever the case may be for the rest yeah. of the year. Um, so maybe that just you know clears his head space and opens up, opens things up for him because we obviously saw what he did in the game after you know he mm-hmm. went down on the first or second play. Uh, yeah, but, who were they playing though? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll see if he can do it two weeks in a row. But yeah, I, it's yeah. also interesting because for them, will heat up if they lose. Because like y'all just said, if um if they take a loss, they're five and three. And to me, the AFC has been way better than the NFC this year. Um, you know, in terms of the teams and you know just overall play. So technically, like I said, if they lose, the only way they're getting in is a wild card spot. And all the teams that are behind them or even neck and neck with them right now for uh, you know, a wild card playoff spot, even with the extra spot, is uh, you know, insane. Like we just said, uh, who was it? Oh, Coulter won. Uh, another one, I think, even if you no know, win or loss, Miami's still right there if they uh, the Browns lose. And then uh, even the Chargers, um, I think with their, their 500 right now. They're right there as well. So. It's a lot of it's a lot of AFC teams, yeah. Are they two and six? Are they two and six? There's some like they have just been playing and just been playing yeah. well. So they, yeah, yeah. There's something. Well, but regardless, there's a lot of you know a lot of teams that's in the AFC right now. Like I said, they've just been heading towards better than the NFC to me. So if the Browns lose, like I said, their playoff spot is kind of in jeopardy at the moment. So good pick. Fair point. Yeah, yeah. Fair points. Well, but yeah. We'll um we'll go ahead and roll into what's probably my favorite segment here on the show, and that's the off the ball network. I think you can see them all right there. Yeah. So the the Ram and Dolphin game at that bottom left is the last game in that column. So there's nothing hidden there. But um, uh, we have you know a little bit more um, agreement this week, I would say, and a little bit more participation from the from the crew this week. Um, in the Green Bay versus the Minnesota Viking matchup, everybody at the network is picked uh, Green Bay, so Minnesota will probably win. <laughs> um, Potentially, right? You're right. Um, Tennessee, <laughs> everyone is favoring them over the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> the Chiefs and Jets, everybody is favoring the the Chiefs over the Jets. In the Detroit Lions and the Indianapolis Colts is where we start to see a little bit of conflict amongst the crew. Um, we have. Chris, um, Chris LeBron. We have Rob from the Football and Chill uh, podcast. We have Mo from the Up in Flames, and uh, you know my co-host Austin jumped in and picked the Lions as well as our Vice President Jeff. But it looks like no, I'm sorry, that was Coach that had the that had the Lions pick. Me, Mo, and Jelani here are rocking with the Colts. Um, split right down the middle with the the Steelers. And the Ravens matchup, we have Jelani, Coach, and the entire Breaking the Game crew picking the Steelers, while our, our president Chris LeBron, um, Vice Presidents Jeff and Mo, and then Rob from the Football and Chill podcast pick the Bengals. Um, everybody except Mo is rocking with the Rams in their oh, matchup against the Dolphins. Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf, yeah, standalone. And I wonder why is he is he a Miami guy? Uh, no, nah, nah, he, was... he, he, yeah, he that team, Arlington. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the 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 Dallas football team. Yeah, yeah. But Mo's rocking with the Dolphins, so you know that's a scary pick, though. I mean, we could have talked yeah. about that one, you know, more mm-hmm. as a game to watch. I picked the Rams, but you know, it could go either way. Um, my buddy Austin Carr is standing alone, saying that the Pats are going to beat the Bills, while everybody else is going with the Bills. We're split right down the middle between the um, Vegas Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. Jelani. Me and you, Mo and Rob are going with the Raiders while our buddy Couch Coach here on the show is going with Chris, Jeff, and Austin for the Browns. In the Chargers versus Broncos matchup, Chris and Rob are going with the Broncos while the rest of the crew is going with the Chargers. In the Saints versus Bears matchup, Rob and Austin are going with the Bears while everybody else is going with the Saints. Um, Austin is uh, daring to be different again, being the only one picking the Niners against the Seahawks. And then, of course, to wrap up the last of the Sunday games, everybody is going with the <laughs> Eagles over the Dallas football team. Oh, <laughs> Love to see it. <laughs> and then the Monday and Thursday games, the entire crew is going with the Bucks over the Giants. Uh, even our president, Chris LeBron, who is a huge Giants fan, but he may be a bigger Brady fan than he is a Giants fan. And then the Thursday night game, Couch, me and you. Rocking with the Niners over the Green Bay Packers. Everybody else is going with the Packers. Surprises on the the agreement here on for the week. Yeah, I'm really shocked. I mean, I think it's funny. Like, I think the loan, and it's funny, and it's so weird. Like, and this is indicative of 2020, where if we looked at the the Patriots and we would have a lone wolf pick and it the lone wolf would be for the Patriots. <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's frightening. That's really it's it just lets you know how much things can change in a year. Like mm-hmm. literally. Like <laughs> you know the both that's it, that trips me out of out of all of it. And when you look at it just from that perspective, wow. Johnny, how about yeah. you? Any of these results I, that you're looking at surprising um, you? Yeah, I personally a little bit uh and I I was about to say, like, the Colts and Lions, I can kind of see why it's a little bit more, like, almost split. Uh, you know, the Colts, are they've just been kind of, like, you know, they haven't been as consistent as I guess we would expect. But I think it's I think it's a lot, like I said in the show before, I think it's all predicated off how well Phillip Rivers plays. So their defense is, you know, young and really good, in my opinion. Very good. Um, and their so, offensive line is solid. Exactly. So, like I said, Detroit, obviously, they upset my team, so I don't have much to too much to say but it's like <laughs> you know we've been making teams look good in the last minute of games all year so i didn't that would be a reason for everybody to really go with the lines but you know that's everyone's pick i said just more split than i thought it would be and then um i honestly thought the rams uh Dolphins yeah me too i agree with you i thought there would be more well. Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i thought uh you know jeff at least i thought jeff would go with his team but you know i guess he's not not this week, you know. I guess he just realized. I, th- I think he agreed with me. I don't think he he wanted to. No, he was kind of start. he, uh, or maybe just oh, it happened. Um, but yeah, regardless, he called that move into question. He said was what? He called that move into question too. I just thought those about, two would be yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. And it just don't help yeah, that him kind of jump out of me. Yeah, and that's you know, just having you know. Aaron Donald and those guys that that front line and, uh, and two as a rookie like it's just it feels like a it feels like a, a recipe for disaster. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Jeff chimes in before we move into the last segment, um, the contenders and pretenders. Uh, Jeff says, calling it, it's Cam's last game as a starter in the NFL. I don't know how much off track we want to get and talk, you know, another 10, 15 minutes about that. But um, that's a quite a quite a bold statement. Maybe uh, maybe couch on overreaction Monday. We can maybe we can dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, because if he got him, yeah, yeah, if it happens, yeah, it's going to be devastating. Yep. And then last segment of the show is where we pick apart our vice president, Jeff Hunt, because he first off, I just want to say, you know, anybody who criticizes Jeff needs to go ahead and give him praise because you can't criticize him for keep putting, you know, the San Diego Chargers and then him change it to L.A. You know, you got to give him love to, you know, whenever he whenever he listens to the people, gives the people what they want. Let's go ahead and, you know, back off him a little bit. Um, you know, and Jeff also came in and said, you know, the Rams could look, good, look good lately um, that he just wanted to put it on record. But, hey, that's just him. Jeff, we love you, brother. Uh, obviously, you do a lot of great work. But for this contenders and pretenders segment, uh, Couch, why don't you lead us off, man? Who, according to Jeff's power rankings, who is your biggest contender on this list? It's got to be Pittsburgh. I think number one at the top is, is Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, I think it's just what they've done this year is just, you know, simply amazing where it's just like, you know, they've done it in so many different in the, in the, in the wins that they've had. And then I think I was really impressive even in last week's um, against Tennessee where they had the commanding lead and Tennessee came back, but then they was able to withstand that um, lead and, and come back and, you know, and, and, Shout out to Stephen Gretkowski for missing that field goal because uh, literally uh, that's why they're a top um, here at, on this list. But yeah, I look at them as the as the bona fide contenders for sure. Yep, absolutely. And Jelani, before I move on to you, Jeff just mm-hmm. chimed in and said basically the same thing. He accepts all criticism, oh, yeah. and uh, our president Chris says no VP Jeff slander will be tolerated legend forever <laughs> and I, we all echo that same sentiment you know you know um couch you call him what do you what do you call jeff oh he's a pod father he's a pod he's father a, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bill simmons that's right man you can't <laughs> hate on you can't that's hate on grand land that's right like, yeah <laughs> well jelani looking at this list who's your biggest contender honestly this week it was like i know i think i only had like one thing i said last week about the power because this week i I don't know. I've I've been struggling to find anything, honestly. Um, it's kind of top to bottom, kind of how I would rank the teams as well. Um, I mean, if I had to pick at something, it would, you know, maybe just you know the being the Browns being at twelve. It's like they're still kind of where they're supposed to be. Like they've proven, you know, I guess they've proven so far this year, like at, with the you know five and two record, like they I guess deserve at least the twelve spot. I mean. Depending on this week, I, mean, I know we talked about in the game, depending on this week, if they get upset by the you know the Raiders and the Colts look strong, then, I mean, maybe those two switch. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I really don't have – I don't have really anything. Like I pretty much agreed with Jeff from top to bottom with this one. Like, so we can just – you can just nitpick at places, but, you know, what's what's the point of that? Like, this is, it's, you know, pretty solid power rankings in my opinion. Yeah, and I'd agree. Uh, I've been riding the Steelers bandwagon for the past few weeks now. 
Um, and I'm, I'm glad to see that, that their victory over the Titans was enough to thrust them over the chiefs and the Seahawks. Uh, they're, they're my biggest contender. Uh, Jelani, who is your biggest pretender? Who's on this list that, you know, not that Jeff sees them inaccurately, but maybe their record and some of their mm-hmm. victories kind of put them a little higher than where you would have them. You know, who who do you think is the biggest yeah. pretender on here? No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be on back into the season over. I just don't like the Chicago Bears. I I just can't see it. Like you know, and it might just be you know this remnant of just going back to the off season. Like you know the type of moves they were making. Like you know, trading for Nick Foles instead of, I know he hasn't played the greatest since having COVID and maybe that needs to be more of a conversation, but even looking at trying to sign Cam Newton as a quarterback, just like stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, just put themselves in better contention to overall win. Like, I think personally, like, I think you can do more dynamic things with that type of offense, especially not having that many offensive weapons um, with Cam, you know, under, under center rather than Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. So, Stuff like that, you know, like I said, their defense can only hold so much. They they can only bend so much before breaking. So like there what's their record? What five and five and two now? Mm-hmm. Um I just like I'm just not a big big fan of the Bears. And I just feel like yes, of course, defense wins championships, but you just have to have some type of help from the offense. I don't really see them getting any type of help. I don't see them getting any type of help um in the near future. So it's kind of like they're stuck with what they have. If they can, if they're able to grind it out to the end um, of the season, you know, get that wild card spot and maybe uh, win a game or two in the playoffs. Kudos to them, but I just, I personally just don't see it. Um, even Nick Foles, I think the commentators in one of the games were saying like Nick Foles, like here's the plays coming in and and kind of knows like he doesn't have time to have that play develop and you know get some type of positive yardage out of it. So it's like stuff like that, like clashing, like I guess he just says gonna take him time and off the system stuff like that and clashing with you know. Matt Nagy, the play caller and everything, is week eight. I don't think it's going to happen for him, you know, anytime soon if it hasn't happened now. So, mm. yeah. Fair enough. Coach, who you got, brother? Who's your biggest pretender? I'm going to look at from a standpoint for just one through 14. I look at from a standpoint of, okay, we look at those as playoff teams, essentially, yeah. because, you mm-hmm. know, seven get in each conference. Yeah. The bottom of the list, the Indianapolis Colts, I, I pardon me, they kind of like fool's gold, man. And that's and it's funny that they're playing like Detroit because I think Detroit is another one that's kind of like a somewhat of a fool's gold. And, and, and it could be just a, a situation where it separates between contender and pretender, potentially, even though they're in a different conference. Uh, but I, I, something about Phillip Rivers just don't sit right with me. Like he's I mean, like you got, you know, he's good one week, then he's bad the next. It's like it's, it, it's just weird. Like do I, you know, coming down the stretch now in November, am I going to get a good, you know, am I going to get a good Phillip Rivers or am I going to get a bad Phillip Rivers? Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, it's, I mean, I'm a gut feeling because the day is October 31st. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like this Indianapolis Colts team at mm-hmm. this point as it's, as it's constructed at this point. Yeah. That's that's a fair point. And Jeff, uh, he, he wrote in, I was going to say the same thing. So, um, and, you know what Jeff's saying? Yep, that's how it's set up, uh, Coach. Just yep. to kind of, for the people who look at this and may call some things into question, basically it's not just, you know, who won last week and, mm-hmm. you know, how that weighed in against the the entire week, right? It's who has the best shot of making the playoffs. So, because when people mm-hmm. see that, like, 
oh, the, the Dallas Cowboys are 25th or the Washington football team are 24th, while, you know, other teams like um, maybe Houston, um, you know, maybe you can argue one way or the other, those teams still have a shot at making the playoffs, right? So that's why he has some teams rated higher than others because of their ability to still be able to make a legitimate shot for the playoffs. So that's why you'll see teams like Philly or New England or even Denver a little higher than maybe where some other folks would have them just because they still have a a chance at being in playoff contention, right? So um, I've heard Jeff talk about this a lot. Um, I, I really love how he puts like the real, you know, the realism of of the situation into the power rankings as well. Not just, you know, who won last week and who won this week and basically just kind of using rollover minutes, if you will, there. Yeah. But um, and Washington, believe, and Washington belongs there. Yeah. And, they'll, and they will climb in the month of, yeah. of, of no, November. I guarantee. Guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Jeff also wrote in and said that his biggest struggles are with the Colts and the Bears every week. Uh, I I could definitely understand if I had to sit down and make these power rankings, um, how that could how that could happen. And then Austin comes back in and says the Rivers is washed, but that defense is elite. So yeah, kind of the a, same thing with the Bears. Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing where and uh, and and that's and that's what it ultimately comes down to. Yeah, but I, yeah, I agree, and that's and, and like you said, that that's you can you can you can copy and paste that when you say Nick Foles as well, mm-hmm. and it, and it's and it's and that's where it that's where we we look at contender pretender. Like if you had at least somewhat decent quarterback play, then you're in it. They're they're literally where we have the slash. That's what the Colts and the Bears are. That slash <laughs> that forward slash literally. Up. They can they can go either one week they go left they could be a contender then the next they go right it's this it's so like you said like it goes to Jeff point they're literally the two teams that you sit to yourself one week you say well they they did this they did this then the next week it's almost like you contradict yourself the following week because they'll have a, a unexcusable loss yeah like the Bears we looked at the Bears then Monday Night Football they looked horrible. Like so, it's to a point where now they're teetering to the right because mm-hmm. they look horrible against a bear against the, 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 you know. But then if they, they pull off the victory, Green Bay, yeah. And then what if they beat New Orleans? Oh, then we got okay. Well, they going to the left. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the Colts. It's 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 they, this it's weird. It's just like that. Like you said, that's why they're, they're that's why they're fourteen and fifteen for a reason. Yeah. Literally, and they're probably going to be flip flopping every week. Like they might be slotted. I guarantee you. I bet, and that's to be a crystal, you know, crystal ball moment. They might be interchangeable like that for the, the entire month of November. Mm. Like literally, like they gonna one team gonna have a good win, then the other one that, and vice versa. I'm telling you, it's they're gonna be so seesaw. It's gonna it's. You gonna think you gonna look at your you, you, your ass just need to be fixated at fourteen fifteen because that's yep. gonna be where either one of these yep. seasons gonna be. Yep. And just real quick, my uh, pretender on here, uh, I've been riding the the Packers pretty hard. I still think if I'm looking at like top ten, you know, teams that I think uh, you know have a realistic shot of making the playoffs and kind of weighing them where they currently are, uh, I would. I would almost even want to put the Cardinals in there right now as biggest pretenders according to this list, just because 
playing a super tough division. Um, they're young at a lot of positions. Uh, their defense uh, is, and again, like this is a team that you you traditionally look at the Cardinals and you're like, ah, they're they're not that great of a team. But then you look on paper and they're like, hey, these these guys are low key, like kind of good, right? But um, if if I'm putting them in a pressure cooker right against these other teams, that would probably be the one that I'm like, yeah, they they probably boil up to the top really quick, right? So yeah. um. I would put the the Cardinals there as my biggest pretender, according to where they are on the list. Not that they're not a team, but like sitting at number eight, I could probably yeah. make the case for maybe two or more, two maybe more teams that um, could probably do better in a high pressure situation. Yeah, possibly like just the three right after. Honestly, um, yeah, like I said, New Orleans kind of proved it last week, so I agree. It makes it like so they do they they on paper look tremendous. Kyle Murray has been playing out of his mind. He's gonna be a superstar yeah. very, very soon. And but like you just said, like if you put him against one through seven, who says they don't fold? <laughs> so Yeah. Right on. Well, um that's that's the last segment that we have for today. Um coach uh Jelani, always a pleasure when I get to work with you guys. Uh, Jelani, you want to let the folks know where they can find you and some of the latest things that you have going on for yourself? Yes, yes. So um, thank you again, as always. Love to be on, um, you know, on with you guys. And again, it was another great show. Like I said, I you know, hopped in a little bit later. Like, glad to always get on and talk with you guys. Um, but, of course, I'm Jelani Brown, host of What the Game Means to Me podcast. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at WTGMTM podcast, uh, Instagram and Facebook at What the Game Means to Me as well. Um, just dropped the episode, not just, you know, a few days ago. Uh, I had the pleasure of having Steven on um, to talk about my Falcons. Uh, you know, kind of give me a reality check, let us know that the season's over. But we did have a good win on Thursday, so I appreciate that. Um, yes. What's up, Jeff? I'm not. I'm not trying to hijack the show. I just uh, wanted to stop by. It, it really looked terrific today. I appreciate you, uh, you know, using my power rankings. Uh, you guys nailed it. Uh, I just wanted to clear. I get a chance to clarify that with everybody. I'm glad that you guys brought it up. This is about uh, projected forward. Um, I, I weigh like what your potential is. So that's why some teams like you know get higher than others, and some teams are lower than others. But uh, yeah, I just really appreciate you doing it. That was a lot of fun to get the. To, to the live feedback and um you got you guys have been killing it today man this is this is an awesome show i'm glad you're doing it well uh, you know pleasure to have you on sorry i just kind of threw you in there and i saw that you um had said you're nah, in the green room thanks. and that's kind of kind of hard to see um yeah, no, no, there, no. so i'm glad you wrote it i'm glad you wrote it in I totally get it. I'm a, I'm actually editing the uh, main coach earlier today. I did a yeah. segment on uh, all time college quarterbacks. So I was editing that. I'm listening to your guys' show. And it's a great day. It's a great day for the Off the Ball Network. Um, I, my power rankings came up. It kind of surprised me, and it, it is good to get the feedback because I work really hard on those and. It's uh, I do. You guys brought it. I struggle with Indianapolis and Chicago every week. You know what do you do with a Chicago team that? You know, if you told me their record was two and four, I'd believe you. You know, what am I supposed to do with <laughs> yeah. them? I can't, right. you know, I, I and, and I get that. Like the Patriots, you know, I tell the story. Three weeks ago, somebody gave me a hard time, said the Patriots were top ten, but I stood my ground. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm a yep. genius, but – Right? You know, I factor in head-to-head the least because what happens if is if you factor in head-to-head, you wind up with like – 
the Minnesota Vikings is the best. Like you can't do that in the NFL. It's about <laughs> wins and losses, and it's about going forward because you'll have you'll have an upset. Well, you know, <laughs> you can't have um, you know whoever you know, you just can't do that. It's mm-hmm. if you try to do that, you'll you'll just want it, it doesn't make any sense, and you're still going to wind up yeah. with Seattle up there and the Chiefs up there. Um, the Steelers get a lot of credit for being undefeated. I give a ton of credit for that. I really, I don't know if on a neutral site, I think that they would beat Seattle or the Chiefs. Um, I, but I also got to give them their respect. They're winning the games in front of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Arizona. I, I, I think you guys pointed out. I, I, that was a tough one last week. And I do this coming off the Monday night game. It is tough. Not in you know the late mm-hmm. games, not the factored in. But then I look at them. And I'm like, well, if you look, at, if you look at all the stats with Arizona. Yeah. If they weren't in the NFC West, they would be on paper. On paper, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Dude, Murray's having a great season. I love the kids. So, yep. you know, I had I had to almost talk myself into putting them where they just where they've earned to be. And but, but coach nailed it. This is all about playoffs. And when you look down through it, you know, like Cleveland, they're about where they need to be. I know they're a good team, but uh, so uh, yeah, just I, I appreciate you guys doing that. It's a good show, man. But I, I want to interrupt any further. I just uh, <laughs> no, you're you're fine, man. I I, lo- I love having you on. Uh, you know, Couch and uh, Jelani. I know yep. they. Oh, these guys killing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm glad to have you on, and you know, yeah. I, we were sticking up for you because we've seen the the slander and the. And I the love hair. it. I love it. Anybody that slanders me, though, I love yeah. it. I accept the feedback. That's why I'm in this business. Um, you know, I can take it, and sometimes they point out stuff that's right. You know what I mean? Like, you got they'll they'll defend their team, and I'll look. I'll I'll go look into the stats. Anybody that has a, a problem, you know, like you said, left or right, coach, um, I will go look into the stats, and I will see. Like, I got a lot of flack from the Bears last week. Everybody wanted them higher, and this is before they. This is before that. Um, you know that this. Yeah, this is before that. Yeah, Johnny, this is before I stumbled into that. Uh, it's that garbage cam on Monday night. And I, but I stood by it, and then it, you know they proved me right. The Bears proved me right, <laughs> speak. I've 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 pushed the Rams up there all year because I really really think they're a good team, but they won't. They haven't had that explosive game to where I can justify it. So Monday night was when I could finally like start sorting out you know my my preseason stuff. But I, I'm sorry, but I can't if I can't see the Bears and I can't figure out how they're going to score. If you've got the best defense in the league and you still every team still scored more points than your offense. Or our total, that's right. not a good sign. Uh, right. That means you're giving up the least points and you're scoring less. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I can't I can't project that team beating. Uh, me and Coach talked about this morning. It's the same way with like we talked about Oklahoma State. Uh, their their point differential is great, but what do you do in a shootout? Which is today's football, and I don't know how the Bears win a shootout. Uh, I just don't see it. So that that I probably I'm too hard on them for that, but. I don't think you guys disagree. I know Jelani doesn't. No, I mean we like like we were saying, man. Like you're you, you're the man, and we when we look at this list, where you know we were saying like you can maybe argue like you you have a case for like maybe one up, one down, but yeah, like sure. but for a list, yeah. that's that's freaking it's objective. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I weigh yeah. and I weigh quarterbacks in heavy. Uh, I, I weigh quarterback playing heavy. I weigh. You know, I project what you might be able to do in the wild card round or in, in a big game, uh, mm-hmm. not what you've done. That's why the you know you got to be hard on Bears. You got to be hard on the Colts. Yeah. I, you know, like Austin said, they got an elite defense. We don't know. We don't. We're not sure they got an elite defense yet. They're good defense. They're a really good defense, but we don't know that they're elite. But um, when you got Rivers, who you know is going to throw an interception in a big game, Correct. I don't care what he's done in his right. career. You know, he's he's hit out there on the West Coast for so long. I, I can't I can't trust the guy. And I think they're about where they belong. I mean, I they're yeah. they're 
they're on the fringe of being a wild card team. Uh, the AFC is going to be tough this year, with especially with the AFC North. I mean, right now they got three teams in. Yeah. It, so they got yeah. so you got four yeah. more spots to divide up against the rest of the AFC. That's a yeah. tough spot. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. But I, I enjoy doing it every week. It's one of the funnest things I do. We love you putting it out, man. Yeah, exactly. Love um, it. Yeah. Well, Jeff, um, while we got you here, man, you got anything else mm-hmm. cooking in the cooking in the kitchen that you want to yeah. kind of let the people know about? Well, I start I started the playoff rankings last week, so anybody that's listening, when I do my playoff rankings, you have to. I I I I would recommend you go to the Off the Ball Network website and read my write up on it. What my criteria mm-hmm. is: it's not a top ten in college football. Uh, we've talked about this earlier in the season. Is that um, I'm. If if two teams are going to play each other, okay. For instance, Notre Dame and Clemson. I can't. I'm not going to put both of them in the playoffs because they're going to play twice probably. Sure. If if, it, if things yeah. go, you know, things don't go coach's way. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but what I mean is, why would I can't like at the beginning of the year they had Alabama, LSU, like I think two and three or whatever. Well, that's impossible. Um, you know, they're, right. they're going to play it out. So I factor in what I project is going to happen. So I got a team like Oklahoma State with a great shot to make the playoffs because they're in a terrible Big Twelve, and if they run the table, they're going to get a shot at making the playoffs. They're going to they're going to get in ahead of, you know, Texas A and M or even Florida is behind them now because of the schedules. So now Florida doesn't play Alabama, so they've got a chance. They get one shot at Alabama if everything goes right. So you know, I factor in all that when you see my top ten. It's it's my – it's almost like an odds thing. It, it's look like at it weighted. More, yeah, it's early weight. It's more like an odds of like one through – which as I'm – here's the thing, though, about 2020. As I'm writing the uh, the rankings up Sunday night, I literally publish it, and the story comes out that Wisconsin's going to, you know, going to basically their team's going to miss it, miss at least one game. Yep. <laughs> and I've got them in the top ten. And, and so then that's how quick things change. So already my list, you know, starts getting, you know, out the window. So but it, that's a lot of fun. Watch that. And of course, you know, I do my, you know, the Buckeye remix is going really well. I do that every week after the, you know, the Sunday after the Buckeyes games. And, and then uh, we've got all kinds of stuff cooking in the network right now. You guys are you guys have you guys have more content and stuff coming in than mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just awesome. Everything's great. I talked to coach about it earlier, Steven mm-hmm. Jelani, Jelani, your new two minute drill is awesome. Uh, you know, I get, I get, I get I to check out the live version of TikTok, which is super dope. Uh, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Uh, you don't, yeah. even, even in a power outage, even in a power uh, yeah. outage, you stuck with, it. even oh, in a nice. power outage, I, I somehow got it and, somehow got him through. <laughs> and, uh, like I, for instance, I, it's an NFL show. I don't want to drag you guys out too much, but, uh, oh, you're but, fine, man. Even when you did the yeah. way too early awards, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like things like that are so much fun. So anybody that's watching, go mm-hmm. check it out. Like we're a, we're a fun. We're, we, we're not a. You're not going to get on there and read a bunch of articles about people complaining about their team. You know what I mean? We're upbeat. We're fun. We realize it's a game. You know what I mean? Like we're we we enjoy it. Even even if we're critical of it, we're not we're not rude. We're, we have a lot right. of fun. So there's a lot of fun topics that we do. I mean, we do cover serious stuff. We don't we don't avoid social commentary things like that. But we just have a lot of we have a lot of fun on there in our articles. You know, we want to inspire conversation. And just like when you guys were on here, you said a couple things, and I'm like, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. And that's what the network is all about: is us, you know, bouncing things off of each other and coming up with one, you know, uh, one great product in the end. So yeah, things are going great. Yeah, you guys, this great show right here. Love it. Yeah, appreciate so you. Appreciate you. Appreciate. Couchman, let people yeah. know. All right. So um anywhere, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, position it right. Couch Coach Live. <laughs> right. 
right there, <laughs> right there. And um, so we're doing Overaction Monday. Um, that'll be on the network at 7 p.m. on Monday. So, you know, we'll be there on Monday giving the, the you know, giving people therapy, you know, as far as, you know, t- victory Monday for you or uh, or loss on, on Monday. So definitely check us out, Couch Coach Live, and also Overreaction Monday, Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. There you go. And uh, you follow me on Twitter at StevenBTG. That BTG is for Breaking the Game, which is an NBA podcast that I co-host with my guy, Austin Carr. We have a lot of fun on there. We just did a uh, draft show this past week, um, actually on Thursday, which was a lot of fun. Um, That's available wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be recording again tomorrow. Um, Just kind of doing some some cleanup and catch up on some NBA news. Uh, So that'll be coming out tomorrow at 7. We'll probably go live and then it'll be available um, the following day for podcasts. Um, We have, uh, like Jeff kind of mentioned earlier, we have our Way Too Early Awards that we just put out this last week, which was a lot of fun. First time I ever co-written an article. So Austin and I basically got got to get together and argue on paper, which was a a good time. And just to kind of let you guys know what we have going on, we're going to be working on our um, kind of tiers of NBA players coming into next year based off of how this year finished out. So um, that'll be a fun project. But uh, yeah, go to offtheballnetwork.com for all of your sports needs. Um, For my buddy Jeff, for my buddy Jelani, for my buddy Coach, this has been uh, a really great time. We will see you all Sunday. Much love, everybody. Yes, sir.